wasn't planning to do this, but before we jump into the message, um, you're already here on a different day. We might as well make it a little more different. Um, I want to I wanna start the gathering, uh, or the, the teaching time, the gathering's already started, by praying for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and around the world. Um, and I'm, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to get on my knees, um, not because God wouldn't hear me if I'm standing, but this hurts. And we just sang to our miracle-working, light-in-the-darkness God. And he can change whatever happens in our world. So I'm going to invite you, if you want to come up here and pray on your face, on, on your knees, um, you don't have to. I'm not going to, you know, make a list of who didn't or anything like that. But if you want to pray at your seat on your knees, if you want to pray up here on your knees, I want to invite you to do that. Father, we, we don't know... We don't know what to pray in times like this, um, but we do believe that you are the God over all, and we believe and we know and we are confident that you are not surprised by this. We know that you are after hearts of people. In the midst of this, I pray for the church in Russia. I pray for the church in Ukraine. I pray for my brothers and sisters who I've never laid eyes on but care deeply for. God, would you protect? Would you bless? Would you encourage? And, and as there is loss... I pray that the blood of the martyrs would be the seed for the good news. As, as difficult as that is to pray. But God, we are a church who hurts with the church. It, it grieves us, the attitudes of the leadership in our world. It, it grieves us, but it's, it's not new. The, the spirit of... Of Pilate, the spirit of Herod still is in our world today. Father, I pray for um, Vladimir Putin that you would wreck his heart. Yes. That you would change him and that you would make him as passionate about your kingdom as he is currently about his. We believe that you are the light in the darkness, that you are the way maker, and that you are the miracle worker. We don't just sing those songs. We walk in that truth. Work miracles. Shine an incredible light in the darkness. Do things that we can't imagine to pray for, even today. We love you. We're going to follow you when it's good. We're going to follow you when it's hard. 
Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for bringing even, even people that we love dearly, Jacob and Jesse Bachman out of, out of Ukraine and their baby. Yes. Already, already working miracles. Um, we, don't, we don't acknowledge any kind of government or um, army for that. You did that. Yes. That's your thing. But there's more as well. And we will be broken until it's over. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Really thankful you're here today. Obviously, you walked in on a on a different day. The title of the message is, is Wash Feet. This is not the first time we've done this here, but it is the second. So we're uh, real experienced at this point. Um, you may find this morning awkward, and, and maybe it's meant to be. I'm going to preach real briefly, if that's possible, and then we're going to open up the time for us to wash one another's feet. We're going to be in John chapter 13, if you want to turn there in your copy of God's Word. We're going to read John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. And this is when Jesus washed his disciples' feet. This is the recording of that. While we read it, I want us to ask two questions, and they're going to be on the screen later, not right now, but I want to go ahead and give them to you before we read the scripture. Question number one that I, that I want you to look for while we're reading. Now, I need you in here with me this morning. I need you to help me this morning. Question number one, why did Jesus wash feet? And I don't want you to be thinking about all the reasons that he might have. There's some reasons in here that it says he does wash feet. Why he does that. So be looking for that as we read. Question number two, why do we wash feet? Be looking for that also. Let that be your guide. Let those two questions, why did Jesus wash feet? Why should we wash feet? As we're reading, be looking for how you're going to answer that. And we're going to write some of that on the board this morning. And that's what we're going to let guide us. John chapter 13. Verse 1, before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now when it was time for supper, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas, Simon, Iscariot's son, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God, and that he was going back to God. So he got up from supper, laid aside his outer clothing, took a towel and tied it around himself. Next, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I'm doing you don't, you don't realize now, but afterward you will understand. You will never wash my feet, Peter said. Jesus replied, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. 
Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. One who has bathed, Jesus told him, doesn't need to wash anything except his feet, but he is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. This is why he said, not all of you are clean. When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his outer clothing, he reclined again and said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are speaking rightly, since that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done for you. Truly I tell you, a servant is no greater than his master, and a messenger is no greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. So that's the scripture of Jesus washing feet. And I want us to start with your help. That was dangerous. Uh, why? Why did Jesus wash feet? Forgiveness. Somebody do what? Somebody said example. You know, if that if that right there was the only thing we said, that would be enough. You know that? If Jesus does it, that's good enough. What else? Leading by serving. Good. Showing love. Humility. Teaching how to love. Anything else? Huh? Is that right? Above everyone else. I want you to go back real quick to the very beginning of it because you need to see this. Verse 2. Can you put that back up there, Jessica? I'm sorry, I should have put that. Now, when it, verse 2. Now, when it was time for supper, the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, Iscariot, Judas Simon Iscariot's son to betray him. So remember that. It's already been done. Judas will betray. Right? That's already written in history. Number three, verse three, Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God and that he was going back to God. So we know for sure, already in history, Judas is going to betray and 
Jesus is God. And Jesus knows it. Everything had been given into His hands and He knew it. He knew this. He knew who He was. Verse 4. So, so is a transition word. When you read a word like so, that means you probably need to go back and reread what you just read because it's about to tell you something that you that you're going to use what you just read. What we just read was Judas is betraying and Jesus knows exactly who he was, so he got up from supper, laid aside his outer clothing, took a towel and tied it, tied it around himself and began to wash feet. In response to Jesus knowing that he was about to be betrayed, not cheated on, not talked about, not embarrassed, but betrayed to death. And that he was God and it would be justified if he sent lightning and thunder to rain all, on all these fools that's about to walk away from him. In response to all that, he picked up a towel, poured some water, and said, guys, take your shoes off. This is an identity thing for Jesus. Jesus knew who he was. He knew the power that he had. And because of that, he chose to serve at the feet of his followers. Identity. Another another reason that I see is that all all of these are really good too. We could talk about all of them. But Jesus was incarnational. It's a big word, kind of a churchy word. I'm not real sure it is a word. I got the red dotted line under it on my iPad. But that's all I knew to do with it. But when when you hear the word incarnational, I want you to think of Emmanuel, God with us. That Jesus did not... Look down on our sin from above and from afar and and try to deal with it from the throne room of heaven. He stepped out of the throne room of heaven. He stepped outside the worship of angels and into the dirt. Here's what I hear a lot of, and and this is church talk. This is is what I hear a lot of in in church circles. I, I really like foster ministry as long as the kids don't disturb our Sunday morning gathering. I really like uh, rehab ministry, uh, recovery ministry, um, as, as long as you don't put a rehab in my neighborhood. I, I really like poverty ministry, as, as long as you don't put a homeless shelter inside my city limits. I really like discipleship, as long as it happens on Sunday morning in Sunday school, and you don't say any bad words around me. I like ministry as long as it's over there. And I can deal with it on my terms. But that is not what Jesus did. Jesus said, I will come into the mess and I will get my hands dirty. I'm not telling you if you're not involved in any of those things that you're wrong. What I am telling you is if you are following the Jesus from John 13, you will at some point in your following get somebody else's dirt under your fingernails. 
We cannot follow him into a, a, a ministry that's set aside over there and we step away from and we deal with on our terms. We have to follow him to the feet of other people where we serve and where we wash feet. Do you have anybody else's dirt under your fingernails? Or do you like ministry as long as it's on your terms? Why should we wash feet? Why should we wash feet? Because he gave us an example. Once again, that's good enough for us to wash feet. What else? To kill pride. Big, big, big answer. That may be the answer. I think it is the answer because Jesus speaks to pride when he says, you, no servant is better than his master. If I washed feet, you need to wash feet if you're going to follow me. Now listen to me, listen to me, please give me your ears for just a second. It is a humbling thing to kneel at the feet of another person, take their shoe off, take their sock off, and begin to wash their feet. That's a humbling thing. But it may be more humbling if you've jacked with that person that comes to you and says, can I wash your feet? Do you hear what I'm saying? You've hurt that person and the Spirit of God speaks to that person in their soul and says, don't get at them, go wash their feet. And they come to you and you know you've hurt them, you know you've done wrong, you know you've messed up and they come to you and they say, brother, sister, can I wash your feet? That's a pride killer. It's humbling to wash feet. It might be more humbling to get your foot washed. This morning, if you came here and you had the thought, I really don't want anybody to wash my feet. I've kind of been dreading this all week, to be honest with you. I'm, I just want to be honest with you. I, I've been dreading the thought of somebody washing my feet. I can wash feet. I don't really want my foot washed. If, if you came here with that, with that mindset, though, that's normal. That's normal. If you came here and said, you know what, I got a list of four people needs to wash my feet this morning. <laughs> you need to come out here in the lobby with me and trust Christ.
this is awkward for everybody. It's humbling for everybody. And friends, it's meant to be. Do you hear me? Just because something's awkward and something's hard and something's weird doesn't mean Jesus doesn't want us to do it. Sometimes that's exactly what we need to do. This is a pride-killing service. We are about, are about to walk into a season in the life of our church where we're about to pray for every home in Cross County. And we need to be right. We need to be approaching the throne of God humbly saying, God, we don't have it figured out. We don't know what this person needs, but we believe you do. And if we have an ounce of pride, it needs to die. It's not about us. It's all about Jesus. This is a pride killer. That's why you don't want your feet washed. Nobody else does too, does either. They probably ain't going to admit it now if they did. One last thing. I kind of cheated on this one because it's not in the scripture we read. It's, it's later on in the same chapter. Check this out. Verse 31, same chapter. When he had left, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Children, I am with you a little while longer. You will look for me and just as I told the Jews, so now I tell you, where I'm going, you cannot come. Here it is. I give you a new command. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Right after Jesus washes the feet of his disciples... He tells them that, guys, your love for one another is going to open the door of the gospel for others. When you see the word one another in the scripture, that's not, that's not talking about just anybody. That's talking about other believers. When you see one another, most of the time, it's talking about other believers. We think we should go love the lost world, and we should. We should love the, the lost world. But the way we treat one another inside the family of God, inside the body of Christ, sends a message to the lost world about whether or not we're real. Oh, I can't talk to him anymore. He hurt my feelings. But my Savior died on a cross for my worst sin. That's bull. I don't know how to fluff that up for you. That's just bull. What we do this morning at the feet of one another either shares the gospel and opens the door of the gospel for other people or it closes it. Washing feet, loving one another is an evangelistic expression. To our community. While we're washing feet, we're also, it may not feel like it, but we're also making room.
we're making room for not yets by loving one another well. One more thing, then we're going to pray and we're going to get our hands dirty and wet. Don't, don't think what you're thinking. This is, uh, this is my favorite picture, one of my favorite pictures. I got it in China. Um, maybe y'all haven't seen it over here. Uh, but it's obviously Jesus at the feet of Peter. I got it when I was visiting Kirk one time. And you can see Peter saying, don't, don't do that. And that was Peter's attitude. He was arguing with Jesus, don't, don't wash my feet. One, because Jesus was dealing with his pride. Washing feet's a pride killer. But you, you remember last week we talked about don't make prayer what it's not. Don't make fasting what it's not. Don't make foot washing what it's not. You, you may see somebody get up and, and go to another person and, and, and the first thing that happens is you start diagnosing motives. Mm, why is he, why is he do, what's going on with them? What, what, that's, that's not what we're here to do. Don't, don't think what you're thinking. There, there may be somebody that comes to you and you may be diagnosing motives in their head or, or you, you may be making this harder than, than it has to be. You may be thinking, do I have to get under their toenails? I mean, that, don't make it that hard. That's not what we're doing here this morning. We're saying, I want my pride to go. Jesus had said, do this. I believe that when he says do it, I should do it as his follower. And I need to wash. And I may need to be washed. This morning, I want to, before we wash feet, I want to pray. And I want to just ask you to step into a time of silence. Once again, you're not going to be forced to do anything. Uh, This is not something that we can manipulate. It's not something that we can manufacture. This needs to be spirit-driven. Don't do anything the Spirit of God does not tell you to do. But if He says it, do it quickly. But I want to just have a, a few seconds of silence where you go to the Lord and you just say, what? God, I've heard, I've heard the scripture. I've heard what Dustin has said about the scripture. I want to I hear from you. What do you want me to do? Will you, will you just honestly do that? Just don't, don't make it what it's not. Just honestly and clearly say, Jesus, will you just speak to me and tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. Just, sim- just simple as that. Just a few seconds. Bow with me. Ask Jesus to speak to you.
Father, we come to you this morning and we have already given this gathering over to you. It's all about you. It's not about us. Um, we want you to have your way. We hope that the songs were your songs. We hope that the message was your message. We know that the scripture is your word. We pray that you would just dominate in here. I know that there's potential for the enemy to be speaking silliness and goofiness into the ears of people and, and causing confusion and static in their minds. Uh, would you just dominate and squash that and push that back so that they can hear from you click, uh, clearly and quickly? Um, I pray that we would be a church who washes feet well. We know that this is symbolic. We know that we don't need to just wash feet on Sunday and treat people like Hades on Tuesday. We need to wash feet every day. Whether it be physically here this morning or symbolically in our lives. We ask you to have your way. We ask you to heal relationships. I pray for husbands who may need to wash their wives' feet or wives who may need to wash their husbands' feet. I pray for children who may need to wash their parents' feet or vice versa. I pray for those who may be struggling with a, with a relationship in here. I pray for those who may have mistreated someone in this room and they need to get it right. I pray, I pray for those that have royally messed up this week. Would you allow us all to embrace you as the king who serves? And I pray you would allow us the courage to follow you in that as well. In Jesus' name, amen. So, this is how it's going to work. Um, these chairs are available. We've got a team that's going to work our water. Uh, there's some water available over here. Um, so we're going to swap out water after somebody washes feet. I don't, I don't have a way that's particular for you to do it. There's a sponge in the buckets. Wash with the sponge. Dry with the paper towels. Throw them in the trash. Y'all, this is a really sacred opportunity to follow Jesus and what he says to do. Let's do it. Uh, when our gathering's over or in the last song, if you want to come up here and continue what the Spirit's telling you to do, you're welcome to do that. Uh, one thing before we sing... Um, Check out this scripture. It's in Isaiah 52. There's something about feet and good news all over the scripture. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the herald who proclaims peace, who brings good news of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. How beautiful are the feet what, what happened today, um, what, what you're still seeing happen today, is not bad news. It's not bad news that we follow a king who washes feet. That's really good news. And it's good news that, that we have the opportunity to be both 
right through the blood of Jesus vertically. And because of that, make all things right horizontally. That's what foot washing is about. We're washed by Jesus and only Jesus. And, but because of Jesus, it, it can change everything else. Um, if it landed on you, that maybe you saw this picture. I don't know what God does. I'm, I'm, I'm not big enough to understand what God does. But maybe you saw these people that, that have washed feet. Maybe you know some of their story. Maybe you know why somebody was washing feet. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't understand it. If you have questions about the foot washing king and you want to visit with me, I'm going to step out into the lobby during this last song. Band, if you will, come on up and, and lead us in our last song. Uh, Kirk is planned to do the announcements, um, but while they're coming up, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say a couple things just in case the Lord moves and this continues and it's not appropriate to give announcements. Uh, Resurrection 22 packets are available in the lobby. Um, get those if you signed up and there's a Guatemala interest meeting right after this in the rec space if you're interested in going to Guatemala. If the Lord's still telling you to wash feet, do it. Do what he says.